Hello and welcome to the Purveyor of Truth. Today's podcast is for and dedicated to Blue Water Pentecostal Church of God in Pruitt, New Mexico. And we just thank God for everyone who's tuning in today and listening all over the world, wherever you're from. We're glad you are here and that you came to join us to seek the Lord and to hear what the thus saith the Lord today. Uh, Today is March 23rd, 2020. 22. Praise God. So we just thank God for what he's doing. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we just come before you this morning, Lord. We thank you, God, for all that you do, all that you are doing, Father. Lord, you've just even spoke to me earlier this week and said that you are moving in ways that I cannot see. You are doing things that we cannot understand. We don't perceive it right now, but you are moving. Lord, we just need to commit our ways and our thoughts unto you, knowing, God, that you are, that you give us peace when we do that, that you give us understanding in the middle of a storm, Lord, you would give us peace, that no matter what's going on around us, as the world is shaking and things seem to be falling apart, you are still our firm foundation. You are there always, not just when we need you, but you are always there. You are always moving, always working on our behalf but to your glory father we just praise you for that we give you glory this morning lord we thank you lord god we pray father god that everyone who's listening this morning would open their heart their mind will and emotions their ears to hear what thus saith the lord to submit to your ways and to resist the enemy to submit to you and resist the enemy but knowing god that when we resist the devil has to flee That one verse, y'all, that one verse in the Bible that says, submit to God and resist the devil. That's your, that's your marching orders. Resist, put up resistance. Remember you stand in a place of victory. Lord, we give you glory for that. And we thank you for that, Lord. Lord, we just thank you, God, to anoint your servant this morning, God. And bring forth the word in the way that you would have it brought forth. That they would hear, that people would hear and know that you are God. That people would hear today and be encouraged to go forth and, and, and to speak your word. To open their mouths, Lord God. To let you fill it, Lord. To step in places that, that seem unsure to them. But have the surety of knowing that you are there. That when you tell them to step out in faith. When you tell us to step out in faith. That you are there. That you are already gone before us. What is walking by faith? But knowing that you are there, that you are with us, and that we trust in you for everything. That doesn't mean that we're just never going to go through tribulation or that we're not going to go through things that are going to test us and try us and make us grow. It means that you are there through the flood and through the fire. You are there and you bring us through to victory, Lord. Father, we just thank you again. We praise you and we give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let's see. Um, If you will turn with me to the book of Luke, chapter 17. The Gospel of Luke, according to Luke, chapter 17 in your Bible. And we're going to start reading with verse 1. Then he said to the disciples, It is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. 
It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourselves. To yourselves, If your, your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. And the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. Help us, Lord. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up and by the roots, pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea and it would obey you. This is the New King James Version, by the way, just so it sounds a little different. If you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea and it would obey you and which of you having a servant plowing or tending sheep will say to him when he has come in from the field come at once and sit down and eat but will he not rather say to him prepare something for my supper and gird yourself and serve me till i have eaten and drunk and afterward you will eat and drink does he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him i think not So likewise, when you have done all those things which you are commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what was our duty to do. It is our duty to do these things. It is not, we we don't get a participation trophy. We don't get, the Lord doesn't say, yay, good job. You did exactly what you were expected to do. We're laying up our treasures in our home above trusting, fully trusting in our Savior's love. We're not doing it for praise. We're not doing it for recognition. We're not doing it for a paycheck. We're not doing it for a trophy. We're not doing it for a pat on the back or a good old boy, way, yada, boy. none of that. We're doing it because we love God and we love people. That's why we do things. It is for the glory of God. It is to bring glory to Him. It is the goodness of God that draws people to repentance. When people see us moving in love that is motivated by his spirit that is we are being moved about by his spirit people notice and they see the love of God and they feel his presence when they're in our presence that is what draws people to repentance I recently had this awesome opportunity to pray with a young lady who was recovering from a major addiction and she had come out of it because she heard God call her out of it and she asked me to pray with her and we prayed over the phone and the Holy Ghost the presence of God surrounded her I don't know where she was we weren't in the same space we weren't anywhere near each other we were just on the phone but the Holy Ghost was the same and he is the same he was right there with her she felt his presence engulf her. He, she literally felt him wrap his arms around her like a warm blanket and comfort her. And she felt his love wash over her. And in her words, she said, I felt love like I haven't felt in a long time. I felt love, what is true love, the real thing. 
the love of God. And she just couldn't stop saying that was so awesome, crying and laughing at the same time, just saying how good and awesome the presence of God, the Holy Ghost is. Lord, let us ever be willing to pray and be moved by your spirit that others might know and feel and see and know that you are God. Father, help us, God, not to be moved about by the spirit of offense, but be quick to hear what your spirit is saying, quick to listen and slow to speak, to wait upon the Lord. Often people think that just because something's offered to us as Christians, we should take it. I'm, I'm sorry, my, my, I'm just thinking just right right here about the temptation of Christ. And when he was tempted by Satan, when he was led up in the, by the Holy Ghost, led him up into the wilderness, Christ, up into the wilderness to be tempted so that we could be overcomers. And Christ overcame every time with the word of God. So many times we think we get caught up in this way of thinking that everything that's set before us is ours. And whatever open door sets before us, if it seems good to us that we should step through it, that is not a good idea. And that is where offenses can come. That is where things that are set there, familiar spirits are laying traps for you. And we must be led by the Holy Ghost in all that we do. Being led by the Spirit, the Holy as the Bible says, we must be led by the Spirit in all things. Knowing that the enemy is out there like a roaring lion going to and fro seeking whom he may devour. And he takes the word and he twists it and he takes things that, that people... Um, say and he twists it but he loves to twist and pervert the word of God nothing that comes from the enemy is pure nothing that comes from the enemy is right the Holy Ghost will not bear witness you got to be in tune with what the Spirit's showing you okay <clears throat> so going back to this offense in verse 17 Jesus said, this was Jesus talking. He said, it is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they should come. I want you to read in Proverbs eighteen nineteen. If you'll go to Proverbs chapter 18, verse 19, you can keep that section there, that page and chapter in Luke marked because we, we might go back to it. But go to um, Proverbs eighteen nineteen. And I'll be reading from the MEV just because that's what I have right here in front of me. And it says, A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. And their contentions are like the bars of a castle. Listen to this again. A brother offended. When we offend a brother or sister, it is harder to win them. It is harder to get them back you know it it has been said just in studying human nature i guess that one negative statement one negative statement takes five positive statements to overcome that negative statement and that that just comes to mind when i think about a brother offended is harder to be one than a strong city it doesn't mean it's impossible but it's harder 
So sometimes we feel like we've gone three steps forward and then we take, or two steps forward and then we take three steps back in a situation or in a relationship. Maybe we should examine that and see what, you know, what part, what do we need to do? Always look at ourselves first. Lord, what do I need to do? When we are looking constantly at the other person in whatever relationship it is, and we're constantly wondering why they are like they are, and why they do that, and why they do this, we need to stop and look at ourselves. What? How can we handle situations differently? What do we need to speak? We should be speaking words of life. We should be speaking words of li- wisdom. We are the the ones who are going to be held responsible and accountable for every word that comes out of our mouth. That's scripture. A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city, and their contentions are like the bars of a castle. That means that if you've offended them, they put up, as it were, walls. Like we like to say, people put up walls. They build walls. They put up protections, things to protect themselves, to... They don't want to get hurt again. They don't want to be offended again. They don't want to be, as a, the popular thing to say now is they don't, you know, we don't want to be triggered. That makes me really angry and I flare up and I don't want to feel that. And so they put up bars. They put up con- these, these things to contend against you, to resist you. And in thusly, it makes, now they're resisting even when you're speaking, you know, the word even when you're speaking in love they begin to resist that so now that's got to be torn down and broken down now we have to do go back and do some spiritual warfare now we've got to go back so we are set back two steps forward three steps back and now it's like we almost have to start over and begin again look at um matthew 24 10 Just flip over there. Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapter 24, in verse 10. Chapter 24, verse 10, it says, And then many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. He's talking about in the end times. This is that you know in the days that we're living in now that many people are going to be offended and that many of them will even betray one another and hate one another. So this is another a different side of offense that um the people are going to be offended even by the word of God. Let's just read this um so that we have uh a little bit more clarity. I don't want to take you down one path and then take you down another, but that's kind of what's happening here. I want to want you to be able to see the parallel between the two or, you know, where they, where it can be two different things of being offended. Um, as a, as a sinner or as someone who is trying to come to the Lord or someone who, even a babe in Christ, you know, as, as, uh, Mature Christians, we should be striving not to be offended, right? We should be striving to be, as Paul said, to live peaceably with all men everywhere as much as possible so that we can't always get along with everybody. You know, some people will not be gotten along with, as we can see in situations in our world, um, political realm right now. You can see there's some people that just will not be gotten along with. 
and that's their, you know, Pharaoh. Pharaoh would not be gotten along with. He wouldn't submit. He wouldn't, he didn't want to be friends. He didn't want to play nice, right? So when we see that, we know that that's not where we need to be. So that's not what I'm talking about. Okay, so um, let's go, let's, let's look at a verse, chapter 24, and then uh, verse, let's just pick up in verse uh, 4. And Jesus, Jesus is talking about the end times, signs of the times. In verse 4, chapter 24 of the book of Matthew, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various places all these things are the beginning of sorrows and they will deliver you up to tribulation what they will deliver you up to tribulation now this already some of this already came to pass and is still coming to pass today were not the disciples delivered up to tribulation yes they were they were they went through much tri- tribulation they went through much trials and they were many of them they were martyred. They were tortured for Christ's sake. And there are people today, right this very second, that are being tortured in the name of Jesus, that are being murdered and imprisoned and persecuted above what most of us can think. So, yes, they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. This is not necessarily, well, it is an end time message. So we need to understand that there are, it is impossible that offenses will come. They will come and people will get offended. And, but for us, we know we don't need to go around being on purpose offensive. You don't need to go looking for a fight. We don't need to be fighting over isms and schisms. We need to be preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ the love of God, Jesus Christ, the son of the one true living God, the only begotten son. There's no other. There never was. There never will be. There's no other who was the only, who is the only begotten son of God, the father, creator of all heaven and earth. There is no other who was there in the beginning, was part, was the, the, there at the the creation when God the Father said let us create man and woman let us create them in our image he was there when God spoke and said let there be light he was there and then when the Holy Ghost hovered over the earth and over the waters and formed all these things the creative power of God Christ was there and Christ is here now Christ came and gave his life he's the only one who gave his life this is the gospel 
Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, the sacrificial Lamb of God, the one who gave his life, willingly laid down his life, taking on the sins of the world, that you might be saved. This is the gospel. The gospel is not arguing over when the rapture is going to happen or is the word rapture in the Bible. No, it's not. It, it, that is not the gospel. The gospel is the truth that Jesus Christ died for you and that Jesus loves you. That's what we need to be bringing forth. That's what we need to be talking about. Do we need to be arguing over, you know, when you when people start being maturing and they get further in Christ, they have questions. That's where you answer those questions. That's where we look to the word of God for answers. Some things you won't know until you get to the other side. Praise the Lord. That just means we don't need to be gagging at gnats and swallowing flies. It means that we need to be going forward with the gospel and sharing the gospel that many will get saved and come to know Jesus Christ as Savior. Are people going to get offended at it? Yes, they are. How do we know? We just read it in, in Matthew chapter 24. So we don't go around trying to be like pufferfish or, or porcupines and trying to offend people and hurt people with the word. Instead, we come forward as lambs. We come peaceable, wise as a serpent, but gentle as a dove. The wisdom of God and the gentleness of Christ. We come in him we come and we are motivated by the holy ghost and when we do that we speak the words of life and we speak words of wisdom when we speak in peace then people will be saved some people are going to be offended at the gospel some people are going to flare up because they're full of demons or because they just don't want to hear it they've made their mind up they've made their choice they have free will and they've made their decision and they may even they're in the end times they're going to report you to the authorities they're going to call you out they're going to tell them where you live they're going to tell them where you're hiding the ones that you thought we're close confidants and friends will be the ones that will even turn on you. So don't be surprised when these things come in the future or even today when people try to rat you out or tell something that's false against you. They did the same to Christ Jesus. But the message today, loved ones, the message to the, to, to the body of Christ, to the Christians who are listening today, is to not be on purpose. Don't look for ways to be offended you should we should be looking for ways to live peaceably don't look for ways to offend people don't allow your mouth to open and spew stuff out before you've had time to allow the holy ghost to temper you renew your mind daily renew the spirit of your mind daily renew 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 and submit your ways and your thoughts to god let him direct your footsteps. Let him direct your very words. You open your mouth, he fills it. Not your emotions, not your, 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 don't let anger well up within you and speak from a place of anger. We are supposed to be standing in that place of victory. Whole armor on. A whole armor is not meant to be misused. It is meant to be used for the victory the peace of God that passes all understanding, the mind of Christ. The Bible says to think it not robbery, to have the mind of Christ. Would the mind of Christ tell you to say the things that we've all been probably guilty of, of saying things that we should not have said? Christ will not tell you to say things that you need to repent of. Let me just leave it there. The mind of Christ is not going to tell you to say things that you need to apologize for or that you need to repent of. 
the mind of Christ will tell you things to say and put the words in your mouth to say that will bring change. And yes, people will be offended. They were offended at him. They will, but it will bring change. It will bring positive change in the end. It, and the end result will be the glory of God. The end result will be the glory of God. One of the things we need to understand too, because we will get ourselves offended, and and even your you may even get offended at God because things didn't turn out the way you thought they should turn out. We got to lay lay those those thoughts aside and realize that the end result is glory to God. When the disciples saw Jesus lifted up on the cross, they did not understand it. This was not the way they thought it was going to end, and it didn't end. He rose again on the third day. And they were surprised. And he walked with them and he talked with them and he met them on the ocean, on the beach, and he fixed them fish and they ate together and they slept together. He spent them, you know, days and weeks with them speaking into their lives after, the, after that, after he was resurrected. And then he ascended into the heavens and then he sent the Holy Ghost. We're coming into that Pentecost season. We need to be thinking about these things all the time. But, you know, it, it's just this special time of year when we think about even more about Pentecost and about what Jesus did. So, you know, in your Bible studies this week, take time to look into that. <clears throat> what is Pentecost? What is the, the time leading up to Pentecost? And study those things. But we need to really take heed to what God is saying about offenses. The Lord's not asking you to go out and offend people. He's he's warning you that people will be offended and you can't stop those things. But when you offend a little one, when you offend one that he's bringing in, one that he's dealing with, and you offend them because of your own agenda, you offend them because of your own feelings or your own ways. God is not pleased with that. And that's what Jesus is talking about in, in chapter 17, verse 1. It is impossible that offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. That's not where we want to be. We don't want to be included in that woe sentence. We don't want to be that person. We want to be the one who has spoken the pure word of God in love. Not like your porcupine. Not because of agendas. Not because of misplaced passion. Misplaced emotions. We need to renew our minds daily. And in that, I'll encourage you, not just in the morning when you wake up. It's great. Man, it's so wonderful. When you wake up in the morning smile on your face and you say lord good morning holy ghost sometimes you wake up grumpy right there holy ghost help me god help me good morning lord thank you for the, the beautiful day thank you for the rain thank you for the snow thank you for air to breathe thank you god that you are making me whole and you're keeping me lord and just begin to praise him and glorify him for who he is i want to encourage you to seek the presence of god not for what he can give you, not for what he has done, but for who he is. Give him glory because he is God. Just because he's God. Seek his presence. 
study the word to show yourself approved unto him. Study the word to get to know him. Learn of Christ. So learn of him. Serve him because it's your the least that you can do. It's your reasonable duty, reasonable sacrifice, the scripture says. It's it's reasonable. We don't do everything for payment or for reward. We do. We serve Christ because he, he loves us. We love him because he first loved us. Heavenly Father, God, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. We humble ourselves before you, God. Lord, we thank you, God, because of who you are. We praise you, God, for who you are, Lord. We thank you for your presence, God, your goodness, your mercy, Lord God. Father, we thank you, God, for your creation and all the beauty, God, that that is in you, Lord. We praise you, Father. And God, I I just thank you, Father. I worship you in the beauty of your holiness, God. Lord, I thank you, Father. Touch each and every person that's listening to this podcast today. Lord, let your presence be thick. Let your presence be known, Father God. Encourage your people, God, to let that fire, the gift that is within them, the anointing, God, stir it up. Stir it up by the Holy Ghost, Lord. Stir it up, Father. Lord, teach your people to stir up the gift that is within them, Lord. Teach them to stir up the gift that is within them, Lord God. To keep the fire burning. To keep coming into your presence. Pressing into your presence. To get to know you. Not just to come in and ask and ask and ask. But to come in and absorb your presence. And hear what you are saying. To hear your voice. To seek your presence, Lord. For who you are. God, that when we come out and we go into the world. As you send us out into the the world. As lambs in the wolves, amongst the wolves, Lord. You send us out as little lambs amongst the wolves, Lord, knowing that you are with us and that you go with us. Lord, that when we go out, that we go as lambs and that the words we speak are peace. The words we speak are love. And what we give is true sustenance to their souls. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I to thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. Lord, I praise you for it, God. I glorify your name, Lord. God, we're looking, we're expecting, we're moving about in your spirit. God, knowing, God, that our life is but a vapor. Let it bring glory to you in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen.